Kungaloosh, everyone. This is Skipper Kyle from Tales from the Jungle Cruise and the Jungle Cruise Radio Plays. You're listening to Stories of the Magic. Welcome to Stories of the Magic, an unofficial Disney podcast with your host, Randy Crane. Hear stories from Disney cast members, Imagineers, artists, and more right here on Stories of the Magic. And now, here's your host, Randy Crane. Welcome to episode 88 of Stories of the Magic. I'm Randy, your host. Thank you for joining me. In this episode, we conclude my interview with pianist and composer arranger Tom Amin. In part one, we talked about his love of music, his love of Disney, arranging music, choosing songs for his albums, and more. In this episode, Tom talks about the one song that made it to an album that he didn't know before including it. Whether he's had to leave any out that he really would have liked to have included. His favorite song on each of his Disney albums. Whether it's easier or more difficult to arrange songs that are already close to his usual style. The song that most captures his heart. If he could have any job working for the Walt Disney Company, what it would be and why. What sets Disney theme parks apart. What he loves most about what he does. What he never gets asked that he wishes people would ask him. And then we talk about his love of animals and about video games for a bit. Looking forward to the upcoming Star Wars movie what inspires him, his practical advice to you for following your dreams, and of course, shameless plug time. Now once again, after the interview, enjoy some of Tom's music. Now a brief word from a fellow podcaster and friend, and then it's time to turn the page and continue this story. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, soon the thrilling spectacle of Cleaning the Kingdom will be released. Due to the nature of his book, guests reading it may be entertained. For more information on Cleaning the Kingdom, go to our website at www.thesweepspot.com or join our Facebook page, Cleaning the Kingdom, due out this summer. And now... This week's interview on Stories of the Magic. I kind of just wanted it to be just a nice Disney experience to anyone that was listening to say, oh, I remember that song. Like the Horizon song. Oh, I remember that song. And kind of bring bring back some nostalgia to it. So that's how I picked them all. Just the stuff that I loved. Okay. That's a great way to do it. If you're going to make an album, you might as well make the one that you really want to listen to. Exactly. Exactly. Although I did pick the the Shante, and I cannot say this to say my Shante Shante Noel. I, I did that on the left. That's a. It's from a parade that's in Disneyland Paris, I guess. And it's a really pretty song. I put that one on there because I have some podcasts that I was interviewed with in London, and in Europe, and they asked, "Can you put that on there?" Because our listeners will really love it. And I said, "Oh, sure, let me learn it." So I went to YouTube, you know, to kind of. To, 
to uh, sound it out. But that was one that I had not known beforehand. So there is that one that I put on, but I ended up really liking it. So be, other than that, though, everything was just stuff that I that I love to do. Okay, nice. Are there any that you've had to leave out so far that you wish you could have squeezed on? I mean, I know we talked earlier about Candle on the Water, and um, there's another one. I don't remember which what it was. I'm just going to blame uh, this so on Parent Brain. One's waiting for you, right, from the rescuers. Right, that's it, yes. Another great one. I would love to do some ones that I haven't done yet that haven't made it, because I didn't know... Would people really care about it? Were some of the other songs from Pete's Dragon, like I love the song Brazzle Dazzle Day. I don't know if you know that mm-hmm. song. Yeah. I was going to try to slow that down a little bit to make it kind of cute and fun, and, and, you know, in my own way or whatever. But that song I would love to do. I just didn't know. If, do people really know that song? Do they care about it? <laughs> I don't know. I'm not sure. So that's one that I haven't done yet that I kind of wanted to do. But I said, let's put that on, on the back burner for now. Uh, mm-hmm. and see uh and then that other one like we talked about the rescue is someone's waiting for you i would love to do at some point but again i don't know do a lot of people really remember that song i don't know i'm not sure yeah i don't i know i do yeah. and i know several people who do but i don't know that we're terribly representative of the album buying public either right exactly i thought it was a little bit like it was a little bit interesting to put the Freaky Friday song on there because I don't know if a lot of people remember that, but Randy, I absolutely love that song and I wanted to do it at some point. Mm-hmm. So that's why I did it on the last one. I believe it's on the last album, but I love I'd Like to Be You for a Day. It just brings me back, you know. But <laughs> I didn't know if a lot of people would remember that. I think a lot of the diehard Disney fans know the, all of these. Yeah. I love that song. Nice. Well, hopefully, all of those show up on a future album. Uh, <laughs> exactly that'd be awesome wouldn't it or like you said you could even just put out a single of them because i imagine there's probably less involved in creating a single than in, than creating a full album so that do is... something you could maybe just kind of test out and put it out and if if nobody listens to it or if you don't get as many uh downloads of it well you haven't invested a full album worth of effort exactly. into that one song that's a good point that's a good point i like that I also, I remember when I was trying to look at the YouTube hits for the videos, Fantasmic was like the most viewed, I think. People love Fantasmic, and I'm so glad I did it because I love it as well. I just didn't realize that was going to be such a big one for me. I I didn't know. I honestly didn't know. I didn't know if it was going to be that, or I also did the Main Street Electrical Parade, which I thought turned out pretty cool. Yeah. That was another good one. Uh, I, but I think, again, these are Disney classics. You know, when you say Fantasmic, I think most people know what that is. Mm-hmm. You know, Main Street Electrical Parade, like who doesn't even know that? Even people that really aren't Disney fanatics know the Main Street Electrical Parade. So, yeah, I just it's it's been really it's an interesting ride for me to see like what people like what songs, which ones are the most downloaded. It's really interesting. It's kind of I bet. Yeah. Well, and I've got to tell you with fantastic we keep keep coming back to that song but my wife is a massage therapist and so she has music that she plays while she's you know massaging her clients and i got the phantasmic arrangement that you did and so i've got that in her massage music playlist and it's so funny every now and then you know it'll come up and person's laying there getting a massage and they're like wait do i know that song that's (laughs) awesome that's so cool. That's amazing. That's yeah, that would be good. Some good music to get. Yeah, it's good reflection. Like I, I could see that. I could totally see that. That's so great. 
<laughs> I'm gonna have to get more of your music, the the Disney stuff and these other albums, like the relaxation ones. Yeah. I, I could probably create just an entire Tomamine massage music playlist for her. You absolutely could. <laughs> I think she would like it too. I hope. Oh, I'm would. sure of it. Yeah. Um, so that just means I have to get the albums first. I'll work on that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll set you up. You know someone, I'll set you up. Don't worry. Okay. <laughs> so for the Disney albums, do you have a favorite song on each one? Let's see. Oh, that's a good question. I got to say, in terms of playing them in the way, I love Golden Dreams from you know, America, Spread Your Golden mm-hmm. That song is so fun to play. It's just a great, great song. I really love that. Um, I really love Fantasmic. I mean, that's always fun to play when I start it. And I got to say, I love uh, the arrangement of um, Soarin' Over California. That's a really fun song to play. I have to admit, it, it turned out really fun. I like it. And sometimes when I play out, like I play out at gigs and stuff, and I have to play cover music, I'll throw this stuff in to see who recognizes and it's amazing like what's like if i'm playing the pirates ride you know people are like oh my god that's pirates that's disney you know it's hilarious it's fun uh-huh. <laughs> it's so fun just to see like if people are really listening you know but i gotta say yeah golden dreams just a, a wonderful song to play that's one of my favorites and, and of course um um soaring over california i loved recording that one it was a lot of fun for me and, uh, was that one easier or harder than some of the others? Because it's already, in some ways, kind of that slower and more reflective in parts. Was it easier to arrange that, or did that make it more difficult because it was so close? Yeah, it was harder because that's uh, Jerry Goldsmith wrote that, so it's kind of a little bit complicated. I actually, you know, I actually bought the music, I downloaded it because I needed to to look at the notes and I wanted to make sure. You know, what I was doing was kind of close to what was there. Um, so, yeah, that was one of the harder ones actually I had to record was the Soarin' hmm. Over California. Because there's a lot of different key changes in it. And it, it's modular. Oh, really? Every, oh, yes. It starts in B and then goes to E flat, then E, then A flat. Then I go back to B flat. And it's like it's a bunch of different keys. But it was it's it's great. I mean, I, I love how it turned out. And it's it's I love playing it because it, it that theme immediately brings me back to that ride. I just could, you know, you could picture yourself on that ride, seeing all the beautiful things in California. It's just, it's a great experience. And as soon as that, that music starts, it just brings me right there. Yeah, me too. Yeah, it's a great, great song. Out of all of the songs on, especially the Disney CDs, is there just one that's not necessarily your favorite per se, though it might be, but one that just kind of most showcases you and your talent or that most captures your heart? That You say this one embodies me and what i love most about this i have to say without hesitation it's got to be golden dreams because if you notice how the song starts really soft and slow that well just the tempo is kind of the same throughout but it's like a soft reflective beginning and then it builds and builds and builds to a huge crescendo at the end and that's kind of basically how i love to play you know i love to play the soft stuff but then i love to like really crescendo and give people a really big performance and then kind of like come down at the end kind of a thing so yeah if you take if you take a few minutes and listen to the golden dreams that's that's kind of me in a nutshell i got to say that it's just it's such a great song to play and i feel it shows me off quite well uh-huh i agree i've heard that one several times and okay. I, I i definitely agree with you awesome Move to kind of the few sort of broader kind of wrap up questions okay. here. Uh, and 
you know, transitioning out of the specific about the the CDs and things, though we are going to get back to that at, at the end to give you a chance to plug all of that. Sure. Um, but if you could have any job working for the Walt Disney Company, what would it be? And it doesn't have to be a real job. You can make one up as long as it's not like Emperor of Disney. <laughs> right. But short of that, you can make up a job if you want. Actually, what I would love, I would love to be a music director for Epcot. That would be my dream job. You know, the people that program the music, like in the Fountain of Nations, the the people that choose the music that plays throughout the day on the big loudspeakers. See, that's what I've always loved. I have to tell you, Randy, since I started going to Walt Disney World, the thing that sets Walt Disney World apart and Disneyland, any Disney theme park from other parks is to me, it always seems like music is such an integral part of their storytelling and it's an integral part of the theme park experience. So when you're walking around and you're hearing this music, seems like it's coming from nowhere, you know, like it's just surrounding you everywhere. I've always loved that about Disney and I've always noticed that from from a long time ago. Uh, so that to me would be a dream job for me, picking the different music that's going to play throughout the day, you know, organizing, coordinating the different bands in the different countries, what they're going to play, like when they're going to play that kind of stuff, the concerts on the, you know, on the, on the America showcase in that stage over there, uh, mm-hmm. you know, just like being in charge of the illuminations at night, you know, and just like making sure everything goes well and making sure the audio is great. Like that's the music director of Epcot would be my dream job. That, and can I say something completely opposite? Driving the monorail. Those two <laughs> things would be my favorite. <laughs> that I would love. Okay. That's a great pair. I like that. I mean, maybe I could do like the monorail by day and then the, the Epcot stuff at night. <laughs> we could do yeah, that. there you go. <laughs> exactly. Right. Oh, man. Yeah, there's something magical about the monorail, you know? It's just, I don't know. There's just something about yeah. it. When we were young kids, I remember they got, they let us sit up front one time, you know? And that was mm-hmm. just like the highlight of our trip. I mean, just as kids, you know, we just, we fell in love. And, and to this day, when I see a monorail, it just gives you that kind of like, oh, it's Disney, you know, kind of a feeling. Yeah. Oh, I know exactly what you mean. As a musician, Disney and otherwise, mm-hmm. Uh, what do you love most about what you do? Well, that's a good question. I think what I love most, I don't, I mean, and I don't want to sound cliche-ish, but I think as a musician, I think we're all aware of what I love most about what I do is being able to express myself musically and then having someone else respond to it in a positive way. That I think is just the best feeling for me so if i'm sitting playing at a restaurant even you know because i play at restaurants and gigs and things like that but to to be playing at a restaurant and then having someone come up to you and say you know i love what you're doing you've you've made the whole meal you know you've made this whole experience great with the songs you played and that kind of stuff that to me is is so rewarding because i'm actually expressing myself you know through music and expressing what i'm feeling and then to have people respond to that have people you know to really take it in and be moved by it is just a great thing and that's my favorite part of what i do it's an absolute favorite part like i love someone came up to me once after they'd heard my my, it's a small world and they said oh my god tom they said that song i've hated that song for my whole life it drives me nuts but your arrangement i love it See now that to me is amazing because i'm like okay so i you know i tried to do it in a different way it was my voice to it you know my arrangement and someone really responded to it 
So that kind of stuff I really love as a as a musician. That's I can't ask for anything more. Sure. Yeah. Good. Very good. Um, and I know you've done several podcast interviews and other interviews, but what do you never get asked that you wish people would ask you? Oh my gosh. That's a really good question. I guess it would have to be stuff that has nothing to do with music. It would have to be, uh, but some people like I'm a huge gamer. I'm a huge video gamer. So it'd be fun to get asked that kind of stuff. I guess it would be fun to be asked, uh, like what's your favorite, I don't know, like what's your favorite Disney memory in the parks? Maybe sometimes a lot of people don't really ask. Well, I don't know. I can't remember now. This is a really good question, Randy. You're stumping me. (laughs) (laughs) stuff like i think abnormal stuff that people know like why do you play video games like what got you like and my love of animals that's the other big thing too like any particular animals or uh just in general i love well i have i have a cat of 19 years so wow and you know people that follow me they've i posted pictures of him he's he's my buddy i mean he's you know, been with me for a long, long time. And I love them. So I love cats. I love dogs. I think dogs are great. Uh, but I also love a lot of the exotic animals. I love elephants. I love cheetahs are, are one of my favorite animals. Uh, dolphins I love. It's just, I love seeing animals in their natural environment. That's what I love. Okay. Uh, so I love it. I like, I remember watching this show. Was it the miniseries called Life? which was on BBC. And then it came over here to the States. It was like a nature show. It was like a 10 week nature show, but it was just stunning. Some of the, the scenes they've captured. And I have a fascination, even though I would never go in an ocean with one, but I have a fascination of sharks. I love shark week is my favorite week of the year. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I absolutely love it. I would never want to be in the water with one, uh-huh. but I love fascinated with sharks. Fascinated. Interesting. Okay. So, does that kind of answer the question or was yeah. one Disney related or no, no, that's fine. Okay. So, and in fact, I was wondering, you'd mentioned the gaming. Is it, do you prefer like console gaming, say like on an Xbox or PlayStation or something like that? Or do you do a PC gaming? I've never done PC gaming. I wouldn't, it's so weird, right? I don't know anything about it. I, I'm a console gamer. So I have an Xbox one and a PS three, but I also love casual gaming too. Like on my iPhone or my iPad and my Android phone. I play a lot of casual games on that too. So I love, okay. I love the game. And, and one of my favorite games actually is, is backgammon. You know, the old backgammon game is one of my favorite games to play. So do you prefer that kind of game or is it more like, uh, you know, adventure or first person shooter or. I'm a first person shooter. I have to say, and it's so funny because people don't peg me for that. They're like, how could like my good friend Matt? He's like, how do you make such like reflective music? And you love first-person shooters, but I don't. They just relax me. Now you have to understand. In real life, I do not like guns. I I would never own one. I don't own one. Uh-huh. I don't own them. I just I they scare me. But in a video game, it's just fantasy to me. It's like oh, you know. But I have to say, first-person shooters and backgammon. Backgammon is right up there. That's one I could play backgammon all day long. Interesting. It's a great okay. board game. I got to tell you, there's a game that I've been playing on Facebook for a couple of years now. It's actually been out for a little over three years, and I've probably been playing for two, two and a half. It's called Marvel Avengers Alliance. Oh, my friend had me start that, but then I gave it up because I couldn't understand how to progress. Like, I wasn't doing well. But yeah, that's a good game. That's a good game. Uh huh. Now, what level are you on that? Uh, I'm up to the 300, which is oh the top gosh. level you can get to. 
oh randy i was like at 20 and i'm like i don't understand like i couldn't my guys kept dying i couldn't understand how to my friend's like, well, you got to ask for these ISO things or whatever. I just, I couldn't figure it out. I was like, eh, okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> I just kind of gave up. On I'm like, I just want to shoot things. Just <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there's a little bit more to it than that, I guess. <laughs> it's a great game, though. No, it's strategic, and it's I like it. I, I should get back into that one. Yeah, it is a fun one, and I, it's amazing to me that it's still around. Cause I don't know if you know this when you, it got started, but it was originally created just as like a kind of a promotional tie-in for the first Avengers movie. Oh, I did not know and that. And so it was only supposed to last for two or three months, wow. and then the producer of the game came up with the idea of the special operations and then developed a little bit more of a storyline, and it went on from there, and now it's been, you know, like three years and a couple of months and there's chapter you know chapter one's got uh, or season one's got 12 chapters season two is up to eight chapters there's been 25 or 26 special operations 20 something player versus player tournaments it's just incredible that's amazing all just from hey let's promote this movie and then i think there's like 120 something heroes in the game now even Wow, because didn't they add some new stuff with the new Avengers? Didn't some new stuff come on to that or something? Yeah. I yeah. remember my friend was telling me about that. There's new characters and stuff on that on the game. Mm-hmm. That's so cool. Yeah, it, yeah, it really is. It's very impressive. And it's it's fun once you get into it. The first, yeah, I don't know, probably maybe 30 or 40 levels are a bit challenging as you have to kind of build stuff up. But once you get up into it a little bit farther, it really gets fun. I was saying I need to find a Star Wars equivalent of that, and then I would be all over it. Ah, yes. <laughs> have you played Star Wars Commander? I have not. Okay. Is it good? Uh, it is. I haven't played it a lot, but I have. It's not exactly a uh, Marvel Avengers Alliance equivalent, but it is a fun uh, Star Wars related game for you know mobile devices in particular. So. I gotta check that out then for sure. Yeah, I'm a huge Star Wars junkie here, so. Oh, yeah. So I'm sure you're very much looking forward to Episode 7 coming out. I so am. You know, Randy, when I saw the <laughs> second trailer, I've watched that trailer like 20 times. Uh-huh. And Me too. I, it's just so awesome. It's a great trailer. This, this clips are great. The music is great. And then at that end, that ending, you know, I screamed. I actually sat up and screamed. <laughs> uh-huh. so I was, oh, my God, no way. Like, I, I mean, I'm <laughs> such a geek for that. So, but yeah, I'm very excited. And I think J.J. Abrams is really going to do a good job because I, I really like his his Star Trek movies. I've really liked and I've never really been a Star Trek fan, but I've mm-hmm. really enjoyed those. So I, I think he's going to do a good job with these. I really do. Yeah, I think so, too. Yeah, I, we will I have to right. wait and see, I guess. <laughs> yep, but at least it's getting closer. <laughs> exactly. I want to put a countdown on my phone. Yeah. <laughs> getting back to the regular questions, that okay. was a fun little tangent there, but getting back here for the last couple, um, what inspires you? What inspires me? That's really a good question. I have to say, I mean, music inspires me. Uh, you know, other people's music is great. That inspires me a lot. Nature inspires me a lot. Uh, just to, I live in California, I live in Los Angeles, but there's a lot of great nature stuff here, like the mountains and the oceans and, uh, you can go up to and ski. You can go and surf. There's like a bunch of different things to do here. Hey, Bobby. But um, the uh, the nature really, really inspires me. I have good friends that live in Vermont, so I try to get get up there every other year, and I go up during the fall, and it's just oh, yeah. so exquisite up there. 
I mean, Randy, it is just amazing. And that inspires me as well. So I get a lot of inspiration from that. I do. Um, and then just relationships, you know, relationships with people, with my family, with friends, uh, going through stuff in life, just uh, just situations that we go through in life. All of that is inspiration as well, as I, I think it is to most musicians, you know, uh, mm-hmm. kind of take what's going on in your life and you kind of uh, use that to write and to and to and to uh, compose and arrange and then put that out in the world and see what people think of it. And I have to say, I mean, I can say Disney inspires me as well because they, you know, all that music inspired me to put out three albums, you know. And True. I love it all, and I love the memories it brings, and I love that I can share that because I know I'm not alone. You know, there's so many other people that love the music and the nostalgia for it, and uh, that's why I love doing that as well. So Disney definitely inspires me. Good. Yeah, I can certainly see you know why that would be <laughs> yes of course <laughs> so, now one last question sure. uh, before we get to shameless plug time which i know okay. is the whole reason you came on the show is to be able to to do that but oh. <laughs> one more thing <laughs> one more <laughs> i know a lot of people listening have their own dreams maybe okay. it's to record a cd or you know learn an instrument just for their own benefit or maybe it's something else entirely but for whatever reason they've kind of locked it away and maybe even forgotten that they had that dream once. Mm-hmm. What advice do you have for that person? I would say it's one thing. It's I think to just say go for your dreams. It's a great start, but it's not. You need something practical as well. So I would say whatever dream you have, go for it. But surround yourself with people that support you in that dream or in your goal, whatever you want. Because I found that having support you know, emotionally, spiritually, or emotionally, or, you know, financially, whatever, whatever it is, having that support really helps. And you can lean on that support from people in times that you really need it. So I think that's an important facet to have. I say go for it, because we only live once. We only live once, and then we're gone. We're fortunate enough to live in a great country where we can pretty much, you know, pursue what dreams we want. We're able to do that. And I say, go for it. I surround yourself with people that care about you, that want you to, to want to see you fulfill that dream. And then I would say also, see if you can research whatever your dream is and try to get in touch with people that are in that field. Mm. Uh, for example, like with the Disney stuff, what I started to do was when I first had the idea, this is what I want to do. What I, and then I was like, well, how do I get people to listen to this? How can I, you know get it out to people that, that just don't know who I am. So what I started to do, well, first was I, I started to contact Disney, you know, by, by email and say, Hey, I want to do this. What's the procedure. But then I, then I researched and found these podcasts, you know, say, okay, this, how do I get Disney music out into the world? Well, here, there's like a bunch of different podcasts that people listen to that I'd never even heard of. You know, I didn't, cause I wasn't a big podcast listener before I started all this. Now I'm a huge podcast listener, but you know, I found Inside the Magic and A Window to the Magic, all these different podcasts that had really big followings. And I thought, well, what the heck? Let's just see if they, I didn't know if they want to play it or whatever, but thankfully they were very responsive to it. But I would say, try to get in touch with people in that field that could maybe help you or give you some advice. Okay, good. I think that with whatever field or whatever dream you're going, like if say if someone wants to, I've always wanted to be a physical therapist. You know, I would encourage them, do you know any physical therapist? If you don't, 
maybe you can find someone online or just email someone and say, hey, I'm looking to get into this. What do you recommend? You know, maybe maybe that's contacting your local college, you know, to say, hey, I need to I would love to talk to a physical therapist there. I want to get started. I would just love to talk for an hour and see what they recommend. Mm -hmm. Just things like that. I think I would recommend. But for sure, a support system is crucial to me. It's crucial. Yeah, that's really good advice and really practical advice. I appreciate that. Yeah. Then also the support system can tell you when you're screwing up or when they don't think you're doing the right thing. If you're totally off, <laughs> like it's good for both ways. You know what I mean? To be supportive and then to bring you back when it's like, no, you're kind of going off the hinges here. Why don't you think about that before you do that? Right. <laughs> so it's a good thing. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Now shameless plug time. How can people find you online, find and get your music, whatever you want to say that can promote you go for it. Okay. Well, my website is TomAmeenMusic.com, and my name is just T-O-M, and then my last name is A-M-E-E-N. It's like amen, but two E's. So it's TomAmeenMusic.com. That has all the links to uh, my iTunes. Like, my music is on iTunes. It's on Amazon. It's on Google Play Store. It's all over. So if you just go to my website, or, you know, you can just go to iTunes and just put in Tom Amin, all the stuff will come up. So or if you're on Google Play, just type in Tom Amin, my name, everything will come up. And same with Amazon. So you can go to any one of those, just type in my name uh, or go to my website because the website also has the link for my YouTube page and all that good stuff. So TomAminMusic.com or just type in my name to iTunes or, or Google Play and it's all there. Okay, fantastic. And I'll put a link to your website and whatever else I can in the show notes to the episode so people can go click and they're good to go there. Awesome. Thank you. My pleasure. Well, thank you so much for your time uh, to do this interview and share your stories and share your heart about this music and everything. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Randy. Thanks for having me. This has been it's been wonderful. I really appreciate it.
that brings us to the end of this week's show. A special thank you to Tom Amin for being my guest and to you for listening. Next time, you're in for a unique treat as I interview someone who actually created a Disney fan convention. Don Morin, founder of the Pacific Northwest Mouse Meet. I'd like to take a minute to thank our sponsor, Audible.com, the Internet's leading provider in spoken word entertainment. Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. Choose from titles like my book, Faith and the Magic Kingdom. You can pick that one or any of the 150,000 plus audiobooks as your free trial book, and it's yours to keep whether you choose to continue your membership or not. To download your free audiobook today, go to storiesofthemagic.com audible. Again, that's storiesofthemagic.com audible for your free audiobook. If you're currently doing something because of your love for Disney, you've written a book, created a website, you're blogging, writing or performing music like Tom has, art, whatever, and you want to tell people about it and why it matters to you, then I want to hear from you. I also want to talk to and hear from people who have worked for Disney. And if you're a Disney guest of any Disney experience and had an encounter or an interaction with a cast member that made some extra Disney magic, or you've had any special Disney experience you want to share, I'd love to hear from you, too. For any of these, email me at podcast at storiesofthemagic.com or call the listener feedback line at 734-23-STORY and tell me about your experience. Subscribe to Stories of the Magic in iTunes, the Xbox Music Store, on the website, or you can hear Stories of the Magic while on the go with Stitcher Smart Radio. If you like the show, please rate and review Stories of the Magic in iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or wherever else you listen to the show and can rate it. It'll only take a couple of minutes, and it's really helpful to move it up in the ratings so more people can find the show and more people can hear the stories of these wonderful guests. If you have any comments, questions, or suggestions, visit storiesofthemagic.com and leave a comment on the show notes for this or any episode. While you're there, check out the show notes for useful links from each episode, too, like the links that I mentioned in this episode for Amazon, CD Baby, and the Google Play Store for Tom's Music. Like the podcast on Facebook at facebook.com slash storiesofthemagic. Follow the show on Twitter at twitter.com slash storiesofmagic and tweet out that you're listening. Pin it on Pinterest, plus one on Google Plus even if you've got that. Tell your friends about the show. Keep letting others know that you're listening so they can join in the magic too. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Stories of the Magic. There will be other days and other stories, but this tale is finished. You've been listening to Stories of the Magic with Randy Crane. If you have feedback, want to share a story of your own, or even be a guest on the show, write to Randy at podcast at storiesofthemagic.com or call our listener feedback line, 734-23-STORY. And don't forget to visit the website, storiesofthemagic.com, for show notes from this and every episode and to leave your comments. Thank you so much for listening. And remember, live your dreams and make the magic in your world.